got off to a late start today but welcome to biggest geekus uh, i am joe as you can see randy is not here <clears throat> he had to bail at the last well a couple hours ago um nothing uh, no emergency or anything it's just um life in the way as uh, can happen like it happened last week for our game um the uh players all fell out uh, like a like a house of cards one fell and then the rest did we ended up just hanging uh, the, the those of us who could make it we ended up just hanging out and talking so and greetings to everyone in chat um so <clears throat> today i put out earlier before i knew randy wasn't going to make it a promise that we would do white plume mountain and then randy bails so uh, i am still going to do a quick review of um, White Plume Mountain. Then I'm going to uh, do some updates from Vicky Comporium, some visual updates. And um, then I will be joined hopefully by someone and we will discuss gamers on games and their nonsense over there. Um, all right, and hello, phone guy. Uh, hopefully you get joined today by a few more folks over uh, from the DV Army, and welcome to you when you do get here. I may not have a chance to look too much at chat because I am by my lonesome. All right. Oh, and this is episode 107 of the show, and the date is Tuesday, September 27th, 2022. So, uh, hold on a second. Yay, love being by myself. All right. Had to answer a quick question. So, um, where was I? Yes. Um, White Plume Mountain. Well, let's just go ahead and start with that. Uh, yes, uh, Patrick. Um, Randy just couldn't handle White Plume Mountain. Actually... <clears throat> Last week it was me that couldn't handle. It. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I did. I did read it today, which wasn't that hard because the old school. I have the old school version. I also have it on PDF. A very very poor scan, so the art doesn't really come out in the scan, which is fine. It's just you know convenient for the computer use. Um, but there's some iconic uh, Errol Otis uh, art in there the uh, image of White Plume Mountain itself. Um, Lazy Frenchie. Um, are you a DVR Army person? Hopefully. I like having a lot of the, a lot of his channel in here because that's pretty cool. Anyway, um, there's some cool art from back in the day. Errol Otis is one of those folks. 
Uh, actually, I can probably show that. That's probably the one, apart from some um, smudging from whatever whatever uh, poorly uh, done scan work uh, here. But the art itself is pretty good. Yes, no Randy, for those who are just now joining. Um, he had to bail last minute, so it's just me. Just me, the pretty one. I'm sorry, we don't have the talented one tonight. Uh, and hello, Legion. Uh, he says, I think Randy quit. Randy decided to go solo and make it big time without Joe holding him back. Yeah, that's pro that is probably the case. That is probably the case. Um, and thank you, Adam Simpson, for saying you can do it, Joe. So you and Legion can fight it out for uh, who's, who's um, top dog here, me or Randy. Uh, Legion seems to be in Randy's corner. Adam seems to be in mine. So you can, yes, Joe Rogaine. Oh, oh, I get why you say Joe Rogaine. Because he's very bald. I'm just getting that way. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Caffeinated Grognard. I believe I saw uh, you on, a, you had a MeWe post recently. And I, I'm thinking you're the same guy because you're both caffeinated, apparently, because you both have caffeinated in your name. So I'm going to share the screen. And right here is some, it's not fancy, but it's very cool because it, it not only gives you where you're at, White Plume Mountain. It's not really detailed. I mean, it's a mountain and it has white plumes. So there you go. But it has uh, some interesting things that a DM can flesh out, like the cursed ruins of Castle Mucos interesting name uh who knows what lies within the it's hard, maybe hard to read there on the screen but this is the great swamp so um that's a greyhawk thing and then beyond to the as here at the top beyond to the lair of dragatha the undead dragon where fabulous riches and hideous death await also over here to the right the hut of Thing Izzard, beware her potions. None of these things are detailed in the module, um, but give the DM some things to flesh out if he so desires. It's possible in the more recent uh, uh, versions of this module that those are, are fleshed out, but I, I wouldn't know that because I don't think I've ever played that. There's also one over here called the Twisted Thickets Skittering Slithers Around. Uh, and it's all smudged as it uh, so there could have been something else there but the the map maker decided to uh, uh, not give you all the details and then of course here at the bottom right is Errol Otis signature here is uh, here be dead Knoll's eye socket bottom middle and then, a, and then a, an arrow heading back to town no town name because this could really be plopped down anywhere. It's cool that it has a river uh, or streams or whatever, or maybe this is magma, could be. 
we don't know. It's going into the swamp, so it's probably water. And um, so any place you got a swamp, you can throw this mountain, this um, mountain, which you know it's an active, obviously an active volcano. Um, so you know there's got to be some red hot magma in there, which is awesome. G.J. Craze. Wait, the Great Swamp? The natives in Connecticut used to call the area that is now New Britain, Connecticut. That same thing. Oh, that's cool. The Great Swamp. Oh, the Dead Knoll's eye socket sounds like a ska band. Uh, if you say so, I'm not familiar with ska, but hey, ah, and Tim Caffeinated Grognard confirms my earlier question. Good deal. All right, so in this one item in the um, very short 14-page module, there's a lot that a DM can um, can make his own since it's, there are many areas indicated but not detailed. Um, so that's a good thing, in my opinion. Also, um, let's see, I'm going to get to the interior. So... Don't mind. Uh, you might want to hide your eyes, or you might get uh, get some have some uh, some some triggering going on here. There might be some spoilers ahead, so um, sorry if that's the case. This is a, a super old module, so I'm not worried about it too much. Um, it, the inside cover of the module contains the only map, um, and it's a two-page map. Uh, 26 locations detail, but it's a variety of different types of locations. Some plain, some not so plain. Traps, monsters, you have to think about what you're doing here. If you just go in bullheaded, you're not going to have a good time. The DM will have a good time because you'll probably end up lying on the floor in a TPK because there's a, a, a lot to do wrong, uh, but if you're careful... Uh, you might be able to um, might be able to make it out uh, with the whole party, maybe. Um, but it's a pretty straightforward map um, by the way this looks on this side. I'll go down to the next half, which is here. It shows a, uh, a side view, so it's kind of complex in, in that here on the left, the, the um, cutaway view, the side view. Um, the map comprises a very large portion, or actually, the map doesn't, but parts of the map that aren't detailed but are referred to take up a lot of space inside the mountain. So it's possible for a crafty DM to um, expand on this because there's lots of area here to work with. And there's some places where the map, say up here in the middle, where my the map... Well, you can't maybe not be able to see the ma the mouse pointer very well. It's very small, but uh, area 16 here goes off the map, so that's a possibility to explore. And I believe the other side of this, I'll go back up. This is that same place with the going off to nowhere. This part in the middle of this side also goes off to nowhere, but it wouldn't be that hard to um, add to this because there's lots of space. Um, it's a very simple dungeon. Um, if with a DM, 
that knows the system that you're playing in very well, because this could be played with any OSR um, and any uh, probably first or second edition and before version of the game with very little, um, with very little modification. Um, a crafty DM can get, can, knows what he's doing, and some players who also know their system well can get through this, might be able to get through the entire module in an evening, especially if they don't are not constrained to four hours. Um, you might be able to uh, get away with uh, two or three if you want to um, expand a little bit, take your time, or if uh, maybe you don't have as many people, you have to take breaks. Uh, the module suggests you could, you could, um, you could have up to ten characters uh, with a total of forty to sixty levels. It's kind of, um, it's kind of, um, it's not quite the same thing as CR or uh, encounters that are based on your level, but there's a suggested. Uh, fifth to tenth level um, for your characters, which is pretty broad spectrum, um, but a party of four, um, I think it's four to ten. Um, so four characters to ten characters. So if you have the upper end, you're going to want to have fewer characters, obviously. So in any event, it is um, it is a module that's not meant to necessarily be um, completely run uh, head down, knives out, ready to slash everything down. Because you pr pretty much will go down um, in flames or watery death. There's lots of lots of tricky places um, for you to meet your demise if you're not careful. Um, and there's a, there is some uh, pretty cool DM advice in the module. Uh, maybe I should bring that back up. And I will go back to the front. So, um, in this first page, oh, there's also this neat little poem and uh, it's a little background. Um, the, the module is thin, I would say thin on story. It's there, and it's nice, and, it, and um, if the players engage in the story such as it is, it's one thing, but they don't really need to, because the module, this version of the module, because it's in the tournament style of those early modules, it sets you down right at the front door of the module. And... Um, like I said, spoilers. It sets you right down at the front door of the module. Now, you don't have to do that. You could start in town. You can give the players rumors, um, but the the gist of how the players get there is already provided. Um, wealthy merchants had things stolen. Uh, uh, rumors indicate it's in White Plume Mountain. They have sent you there to to uh, recover them, and there you are. It's that's uh, it's. That's old school as it gets, I think, as far as uh, module introduction. And um, with our time-limited uh, lifestyle these days, I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily to do that. 
Um, if you need a bit more, you can you can take a step back to a tavern or maybe you're traveling along the road and you meet somebody at a fire and you get to talking about White Plume Mountain. You can get them there a number of ways. Uh, the rich merchants who hire you to recover their things is one. Uh, another could just be there's rumors of great wealth, though danger at White Plume Mountain, a combination that just about any kind of adventure should be well, um, that should, uh, should, should hook them really well. Danger, treasure, that's all you need. Um, so, in, in this, I think some great, there's some great um, advice. Um, tells you to read through the module, be really familiar with it. That doesn't take long. I think I read through it in a, in a half an hour. You could probably take your time about an hour, make a couple of notes, and easily have some alternates for how you get there. And you can easily fill in some details. There's a ni nice wandering monster table for you to use with some nasty things and nice and ni nasty things uh, to throw at the players. Um, uh, let's see. What did I think was neat here? Uh, the dungeon master is encouraged to add his own ideas to flesh out the details of the dungeon where things are only hinted at or incompletely described. There is room for change and improvements if you can make the module better. The end of the module makes it clear that there must be more of this dungeon hidden somewhere under White Plume Mountain. Perhaps a secret stairway or passage not marked on the map leads to another complete level where Caraptus yet reigns. If your group enjoys this adventure, you may wish to continue it with additions of your own. So I think that's an indication, especially in the early days of the kind of DIY nature of our hobby and how it's always been that way. Um, well, more so than, than um, starting around mid second edition forward, lots of story got heaped into the modules their length exploded and um i don't know i think that the early modules had more character and charm in general i know that there's some later modules that a lot of people like including me but um, i really like the older modules for their um easier custom customization and uh they're looser. You can do a lot more with them. There's no, you have to go in this way. Uh, if the if the players don't find this particular clue, they'll never finish the module. Or you know, they might they might you might have a disaster in because you didn't find this one particular thing. Um, this uh, there's plenty of different ways to complete uh, White Plume Mountain, although it's still a little linear in nature because it is a module with a dungeon with a front door and uh with one way in and potentially only really one way out uh, you could add uh certainly add things as the dm to uh, increase that number so it can perhaps seem a little railroady to some people but only the real sticklers um, and I think the, the character of this module really comes through in the, the three treasures you pull out of it, plus some of the encounters. 
that you can run into. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into that because I think I'm going to give let some of this carry over to next week. Hopefully, Randy and I will both be here. He's going to go into White Plume Mountain more recent. Uh, um, there's been a few other ver- versions of this. It's uh, probably more fleshed out, probably the beginning. And maybe a few of those areas detailed on that map may have been uh, fleshed out for play. I don't know because I um, I haven't played any of the more recent ones. I've only played the old one. Let's see. Um, the caffeinated grognard. I made Whelm a family heirloom of the stonemason in Hamlet who made a dwarf. Oh, that's cool. The um, in those three three magic items are really powerful. I mean, there's one that's fairly powerful. There's one that's pretty powerful, and there's one that's amazingly powerful. But they all have side effects that kind of match with that power level. So if you really want that item, you want to keep it, you have to live with the consequences of having it. Um, that's kind of an old edition um, thing as well, more so than more recent editions. I know that there's legacy weapons in some things that do that that do that similarly, but I think it was there was a lot more of that in first and second edition, primarily because there were a lot more artifacts running around. And one of those items is pretty much an artifact. Um, I think. There is a picture of it. I can show you. I think it's one of the pictures that came out pretty well in the scan. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good um, piece of art there, especially for the early days. And that's one of the magic items you might be able to find. That sword there. Um, Hopefully he's not wearing another piece of treasure you can find there that's not so great, but you never know. Um, Black Razor is probably the, 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 the most powerful item that you can find in this module, though it's guarded by very tough hombres. Uh, yeah, the, well, the whole module till you get there is pretty much its guard. And um, it has some pretty serious side effects um if you're trying to play you know good guys if you're not it's it may not be that bad kind of it's it took it's uh it was inspired black razor was inspired by um ah, i can't remember the name of it now i'm sure somebody will remember what it is but for some reason the name is escaping me um the entire book series name is escaping me for some reason. Uh, let's see, Adam Simpson. This module is often held up as a prime example of a funhouse dungeon. It has a lot of traps. Funhouse, fun for the DM. Yes, yeah, Stormbringer. Thank you, Adam. Uh, this is this is uh, been was inspired by Stormbringer. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, I don't know about Funhouse because. Uh, if you're not careful, it's not going to be fun for you. It'll be fun for, like I said, fun for the DM. Um, 
maybe because it's not as straightforward. All the, all the rooms have you know, are just combat with monsters and whatnot. There's traps. Um, there's things that if you're careful, you can avoid. Uh, there's uh, there's not too much zany stuff here. I don't I don't think that that's a good I don't think that's a good um, uh, categorization of this module. Uh, if you are too high level, you're going it's going to be easy. Uh, if you're too low level, it's going to be hard. No matter what you do, probably deadly. If you're not careful, it's going to be deadly. Even perhaps if you're high level. Uh, but I, it was fun, but it was challenging, and something I either I typed out or I said it. Oh no, I was referring to um, uh, total party kills TPKs. Uh, the threat of a TPK, which this module has in spades, um, brings a, I think, a healthy tension to your table. There's tension. It, it, make, it gives you um, the impetus to make good decisions instead of just uh, plow through everything uh, unthinkingly, uh, my opinion. It's one of the the uh, old school great modules. All right. It is definitely a different experience being on here uh, by myself and with the chat. Um, I don't know. Looks like a lot of people bailed because Randy's not here. Traders. Anyway, uh, it's a different experience. I have to pace myself because if I talk too fast, the um, stream will be over before I know it, and I'll be out of breath. All right. Darth says, I have a group of young players, so to prepare, I just to prepared them. I just ran a dungeon that had no monsters but had traps and puzzles that the party had to figure out. Somehow, I still killed a player and in 5e. Yeah, well, puzzles. But I think in a lot of ways, puzzles and traps are harder to deal with than monsters because with monsters, as long as you're... As long as... Um, with monsters, you can typically just run in there and uh, bulldoze your way through it if, that's, if they're straightforward encounters. Puzzles and traps, uh, you can't do that. You have to really be careful. Oops, it's still on. And for, for those out there, if you can hear me drinking, I'm sorry. I am um, talking more, so I'm going to drink more water. So that is my quick retro review so that I could keep my promise um, that I made because it's in the it's in the description of the video. I promise we promise. Well, I, I wrote it, so I promised. Uh, Patrick says your next BG title is going to be White Plume Mountain. No, really, we mean it this time. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who are watching if either now or in the future, yes, Patrick. Yes, I know. Haha, <laughs> I love you too, bud. You are good pal. For those of you who are watching or now or in the future who are not 
already subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. If you are already subscribed, hit the bell notification so you can know when we have a new video up. Uh, it is usually just one once a week, um, especially now with my schedule working on Big Geek Emporium and Randy's uh, school schedule. Plus, he's working on a couple of projects for uh, for us as well. It's hard to get time in to make more than that even to just clip videos, clip uh, out uh, segments from the videos, which might help, but I just don't have time. Anyway, click that subscribe button, that thumbs up, um, share, uh, do all those things. Let your buddies know about the show. All right. Let's see, what are we going to move on to next? We're going to talk about... Big Geek Emporium. Um, I have a few images to show you. Um, I have, uh, as some of you may know, my lighting's all off. There we go. I don't know if that's better or worse. Um, I have a, I hired some uh, web. Uh, web devs. That's a weird sounding word. Some folks to help with the, with Big Geek Emporium's um, look and functionality going forward. Uh, right now, what they are working on is um, version two of the site. They're not doing a whole lot with current version because we don't want to expend too much effort that way since it's going to get replaced anyway. I'm working on some rudimentary uh print-on-demand functions for our creators, and uh, I get to a point where I feel like it's good, but then um, someone points out, no, it's not, so I'm a little behind. Anyway, I am trying to get things, um, yes, um, Adam, Office Safe Images are just uh, uh, website designs, so no worries there. Uh, so, slow going. I'm still hoping to have um, the end of the month be when we can say we, we are doing print-on-demand for sure. Uh, apart from that, let's put this up on the screen. All right. I'm not sure how well you folks can see that. I can uh, make it better if you need me to. I don't think I can make it any bigger than that. No. So, this is, uh, yes, uh, thank you, Darth. Um, he says, I've seen what you put up on Twitter. It looks really good. Yes, that's, um, I'm not sure if that's specifically the landing page. It's definitely the store page. Um, so, here you see um, the My Account. So, when you just log in as a regular user and you want to, uh, use it, look at your account details. This is the page that you will see. And these are all uh, works in progress. So um, any input, uh, any feedback you might have, um, throw it our way. The, the devs are very interested in making sure this is good and right. And they will, um, they, have, they have assured me that they will listen to feedback. So this is the general look right now. Um, there's a few other pages, but they're kind of the same as far as that goes. 
not not too exciting, but it's just a website, so it's not going to be all that exciting. Um, he chose a few. Th he chose some things that aren't really up on the site yet, so or, or may never be, but just uh, to have some variety. Um, the dev did so. This is this is all in it from your what your account would look like, your library. Um, most of this is these are designs, not necessarily functional pages yet. Hopefully, that will happen soon. I don't really have an ETA on when this is going to uh, really go live. I'm hoping before the end of the year, but it may be sooner. I have absolutely no ETA on this. Um, right, so. There is that. Let me see if there's anything a little more exciting to show. These images are awful small. Um, can you tell me if you can see them well enough to make any kind of decision? Because I didn't, I feel that they're not they're not very big. I can show you what I put on Twitter if you haven't already seen it. Uh, where is that at? Let me stop sharing. So through my stuff here all right I think I have something here that might be a little better a little better all right someone posted that they thought that the the banner image here is probably too big that might that might be the case and someone else thought that when you this particular page doesn't give you much indication of what to do or what we're about so we're going to add a tagline that will help with that um, not really sure uh, what that's going to be at the moment. It's going to be something along the lines of RPG downloads be here. Um, hopefully even more exciting than that. Um, let me scroll up. I really liked what they're doing here with the, the, um, the cards, how they're setting them against a black background. The color coordination, I think, is pretty good. Um, it'd be nice to have these things on the site if they are things people would put on their traveler that would be exciting but yeah i think he he chose these images because they're very colorful and it will it, it helps with the overall um overall um appearance do you uh you like the last bit at the very top there, Ironcaster, are you talking about the banner image? It's a little bit like the one I chose um, for Big Geek Emporium as a background image. I only use a small slice of it right now, but I had it for the background image for the for the um, donation campaign, uh, which uh, wasn't as successful as I would have liked, but did give us uh, some starting capital. And um, another note I did receive within the last few days, just a, a very generous donation. They didn't buy anything. They just said, here's some money. I said, I'll take it. 
Um, I'm not sure if that person wants me to out them. So I will leave it at a thank you very much for your generous donation. Um, all of this stuff is, of course, like I was saying earlier, subject to change because this is a work in progress, but I think it's pretty good so far. Um, I'm not sure if I have too much else. This is all this, a lot of the same. Um, hopefully, we will have a better functioning search bar right now. If you put a, a, a um, creator's name in it, it may not even um, may not give you that creator in the search, which is really, really annoying. Yes, Patrick, it's a pro process to be tweaked and perfected. Yeah, drive through RPG wasn't made in a day. And, you know, I'm going to say I like this layout better. I like the color choices better than over there. And as long as we can, um, as long as we can get um, better functionality, more or, or at least the same features, but better somehow, uh, I think better will uh, occur, occur over time. One of the things that will be better will be uh, the commission that I will be taking or that the Big Geek Enterprises or the Emporium will be taking. Um, the more folks on, the more traffic, the more sales. Um, I will lower that. Um, I will lower that commission rate down um, to as low as I that as it is still profitable, uh, so that um, I mean, if we're we're getting a twenty five percent cut now with the small amount of sales, if we're getting huge sales, I mean, we're never going to have drive through sales. But if we even have a tenth of their sales. I won't need it to be 25%. I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't even think they need it to be 25% to pay for what they have. I could be wrong though. Um, let me see if I have any other images I can show you. Um, where are we at there? Hold on, hold on. Let's see, there's that. This is a, I believe, single product page um, from the store. It's not the full store, uh, what the full store looks like. Um, wouldn't that be cool to have old school essentials on uh, the Emporium? That would be great. But this is what um, this is again a mock-up uh, design. Ooh, I'm not sharing it. <laughs> right. So this is. This is the um, single page or single product um, shop page. Um, and I really like, it's the same color scheme, but I think with the way that they have it laid out, it's pretty good. Um, I asked them to change, maybe I'm being a little picky, but I asked them to change add to basket. I think that's a, um, 
a low, that's um, a UK terminology. We call it cart over here. Uh, maybe I'm being picky, but I asked them to change it. And so at some point that'll say cart instead of basket. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is what this will look like. Um, again, it's not super exciting, but I think it looks nice. It's clean and looks straightforward and easy to use. We've been asked to uh, provide an edit feature here for the reviews, mainly because someone put up a, a nasty review for somebody and then that person's product was upgraded, largely met a lot of his complaints and he wanted to edit it, but there's no edit feature right now. So we're, we're, we're planning on adding that feature. Hopefully, if it, I will add it, if it ends up not being used or used very seldom, I'll probably disable it because there's no point in upkeeping a feature that's not used. Alrighty, so there's that. I think I have the full product. I think I have the full store page as well. I think that's what this is. Or it might be... Right. This is the initial um, full store page. So right now, the way it looks on our site is it has uh, rows of like three or four products right next to each other and kind of all stuck together. This one has a single column has your your filters over here this this is probably the one that's subject to the most change because um the presentation of the store is probably very going to be very subjective i'm i'm hoping to get a lot of feedback there but this is this is what it currently looks like design wise again the same kind of layout same kind of color scheme um the other, I think the other thing um, about the page is it's there's it's more central a central column with lots of space on either side. This uses utilizes more of the page, which um, I'm going to like going forward. What we don't have yet are mockups of the vendor side. So this is all customer facing stuff. So I believe that they are working on the vendor next. It, and lastly, going to the admin side, which almost nobody's going to care about except myself. So, what, what uh, do you guys think about that? I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people saying it's uh, they like the way it looks. So that sounds good. Legion of Myth. Crap, I better see if I have blank reviews so I can troll those people. Nah. Nope. The the creator of the product product uh, was not upset at all. Um, and I'm not even sure if he made changes based on that review. But he did make changes. And the fellow who wrote the review wanted to edit that to, you know, say, you know, whatever he wanted to say in, uh, in response uh, positively. But there was no way to do it. So we ended up just removing the review. All right. So it looks like a lot of people like what we have going on here. 
Um, let's see what else. So what was this game found? Okay. What is it about game found? Talking about game publishing and founding. We know Kickstarter has been woke for a while, but now the alternate alternative game found just canceled a project by Incel Riot Games for political reasons. Isn't that lovely? I know some people want a big geek emporium to support crowdfunding in some kind of way. But uh, if we do, it will be down the road. That will have to be a fu some functionality that comes in uh, after we have uh, worked out the kinks, even with the PDF, because right now we have issues with large files, uh, mainly because it's on the shared server. Uh, once we get this set um, to go, I'm going to switch over to not a, a dedicated server. There's a middle, um, there's a middle service level uh, virtual private server, and it's a lot cheaper. And we can step up to the to the the next one after we are actually making money. But right now we're not, so can't commit that much money to ongoing server costs um, if we're not making any. And we're not. Uh, we, we're we're making some, but not enough to support that. But um, I believe having it on a shared server is extreme, limiting us extremely with our file size download file uh, file size that we can download. Um, the the processor that's dedicated for us or shared actually is is small, low powered, and it takes a long time for it to download files anyway. Um, so it takes too long to download the file and then the process craps out unless there's absolutely nothing else going on on the server it can download quickly because i have downloaded quickly but most of the time it doesn't um with the large files and it'll crap out on a large file and it's a real hassle it makes the site look really bad so i'm really um i'm really um looking to, uh, forward to getting us onto a better service but uh, not a better service level If you, uh, Legion of Myth, if you do support crowdfunding, please use the Indiegogo model, not the Kickstarter model. Yes, uh, no, the creator has more control. Yeah, it won't be, it will absolutely not be the Kickstarter model. Uh, it might even, I might even follow more of a Eric July model where it's open-ended um, because um, why should the creator have a time limit? Um, and on on their um, ability to make the product or make the project happen. We all know projects have a bit of wonkiness to them. You start it, you think you're going to need X amount of time, but think life happens, things happen, and it causes the project to take longer than expected or projected. So you either should project a low amount of funds so that you can definitely get it funded at Kickstarter. And that might end up making you sure you underfund. Or you have to have kind of a big name already. A lot of people like using Kickstarter uh, because a lot of people go there and you can get recognized there. But if you don't, if you don't price your model out, your um, project out, if you don't actually have it most almost all the way done, 
before you even post it, then um, you're likely not going to get funded. Let's see. No cloud? I'm a cloud solution architect. In real life, you can scale as needed. It's all private. Um, I tried using a CDN for our files so that it ostensibly didn't have to rely on our processor speed, but that's not how it ended up working out. Um, even if I put the files up in this cloud service, the CDN, it still kind of relied on the server power or the processor of our side to deliver the um, file and it still failed, which was weird. It's, I, I didn't think it should work that way. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but yes, to answer Legion of Myth, we're, if we end up supporting crowdfunding, and I'm not sure how that would work out. Either we say, hey, uh, we're going to partner with somebody or we do it ourselves, which I'm not sure we can do that. Uh, not right now. Uh, if somebody comes out with a, crowds, a crowdfunding model that is um, agnostic of a person's um, political uh, standing, um, is not prone to canceling, which is hard to get with somebody else's thing, because you have to rely on them. Um, that would be more... That would be more we go to in the short term because we don't have the the cycles of free time to dedicate to starting a Kickstarter service because that would require a lot more programming power, a lot more programming time that I don't have already. Now, I might be able to convince these dev guys that I've got to help set up something like that for the future. I'm not sure if they have experience with that, but that certainly... It certainly would um, help. The CDN would work that way. It's the origin, the CDN. Sorry, I can go down that rabbit hole. So you're saying a CDN works the way it's supposed. The, the CDN works the way I'm saying it works, or it should work differently, so that if I have a large file, it should use their resources, not mine because right now it's not working out for big files and they they're not helping at all and the one of the things that they said is hey you've got big files we'll help you out with that and it didn't work out there might be that particular might be that particular service wasn't very good um trying to remember the name of it infinite infinite cloud something like that um, let me see. Let me look over here at my plugins. It's a it's a WordPress plugin. So, because it, the website is currently based in WordPress, so uh, let's see here. Infinite uploads is the name of the service. So. Oh, well, thank you, Tim. You're going to look into that for me. That's great. Maybe there is some sort of way to make it work for us better, but right now it doesn't. So it's not worth it. And I forgot to cancel my, I had paid for their um, service. 
because um, it initially looked like it was helping, but then it didn't. And I have since forgotten to cancel, so I've got to do that. Um, Mr. Max Boivin, I think the in, this internet thing has run its course. It was fun for a while, but now it's turning to crap. Might as well cut our loss, loss now. Um, I think it's a double-edged sword. There are parts of it that are good and parts of it that are bad, and we got to navigate that. I don't think we just we throw out the baby with the bathwater because there are some good things like you guys being able to watch me right here. Uh, there might be something down the road that makes what this particular thing I'm doing. Uh, well, with the right amount of money, I don't need YouTube. But I wouldn't have run into any of you if it wasn't for YouTube. You guys wouldn't be here listening to me. We wouldn't be having a back and forth at all if it wasn't for YouTube. Um, so there would have had to have been another way for the word to get out about this podcast. Some of you guys uh, came here from hearing about us on Twitter, uh, some from Discord. I know that um, that's where Max from Legion of Myth came from, and maybe some of you followed him over here, which is great. Uh, but it's all part of the Internet. And it's, it's pretty cool. Um, this part, the part that we're doing right now, this is good. Um, the part where um, the service provider says, hey, you're to this or that, and we don't like you no more, so get out of here. That's not good. The only way to prevent that um, is to do your own thing somehow decentralize the delivery of these kinds of services. Oh, you're being facetious. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that believe that are serious about what you're saying. Um, Mr. Max Bauban. Um, some people uh, really uh, think that the internet is bad and bad for everybody. But I think that's, that's demonstrably untrue. Um, there are there are there is a lot of it uh just the nature of it the the fundamental nature of it where it is a medium to share information that is good but it's like any tool it can be used for good or for evil and there's a lot of people that use it for evil you know, a lot of people want to control it um the only way around that is to do your own decentralize the um, control structures which is hard to do um, because it, uh, at the at the very least, well, very least, I'm not sure if that's the right thing. If they got all the way to the ISP level, your service provider level, and they said, hey, one of your customers, this uh, ISP X, one of your customers, he's a rotten conservative uh, edgelord. You need to cancel his butt and then they can just turn off your service. So there's not too many ways to get around that unless you um, base whatever you're doing on the cell network, which then you're, they can get to your cell, cell phone provider. But then you could perhaps use public Wi-Fi, which you would end up with videos that aren't very high quality, but you can still do it. Green Apple says the shared internet has gone to crap. Mm, I think it's time we go back to forums and invite forums 
and invite only communities to keep out the bad actors. Yeah, well, invite only like a, a Discord where you send out your in, invites. And Discord is just a Discord and um, what do you call it? Um, Gilded are both uh, similar services. They are glorified forums with extra functions that are pretty cool. And it's only invite, and then you can kick them out if you need to. Right, so I am getting ready to be joined. I'm going to um, get this working uh, for my uh, surprise guest. Let's see. Guest has been sent the invite. So hopefully that will happen soon. Uh, Darthic, the internet in is like real life in that there are parts that are great and there are parts that you should avoid, like the plague. Yes, there are, and Twitter might be one of those. But I'm a bit, a bit um, masochistic, I guess. I go on Twitter for some uh, to uh, expand the reach of the biggest geekus, our brand. Um, it's somewhat successful. I get some some traction out there. Not a uh, not a lot of my Twitter followers decide to follow me to the the biggest geekus uh youtube but that's the way it works well our last um our last video let's see here i believe our last video had a really good um really good uh view count for us i mean we're a small channel uh, we're up to almost 250 views so we had a lot of people that liked it um Compared to our 200, 328 subscribers, that's a very healthy percentage of our subscribership. Can't say that each one of those views is unique and that they re represent all subscribers, but it's still pretty cool um, for us. I mean, a lot of YouTubers would be crying tears. And welcome to Bruce. Um I know you said that you have um, perhaps uh, uh, some food that you will be eating. Do you want to be muted or do you want to make an introduction and then go mute? I can make an introduction and then go mute. <clears throat> we'll do this right. So happy Oktoberfest to all of you people out there. Okay, I said that. Mr. McCoyman, <laughs> Green Apple, Darthiac. Everybody who's here in chat, thank you for showing up for my friend Joe tonight. I would have been here sooner, but my wife had pancreatic, or not pancreatic, but a gallbladder removed. And uh, kind of scared about some things, but she asked me to make some supper for her. So I did the husbandly thing and did that before I got on stream. As you should. Well, As we do. We good husbands, we do that kind of stuff. Oh, what is that? That is a... It's kind of like a stroganoff, but I added some potatoes, uh, three potatoes, and uh, about a half pound of, nope, a full pound and a quarter of ham to that. Oh, nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> Green apple, how you doing, sir? Yeah, we had a we had a really good weekend, and uh, yesterday night I had a nice stream with Janet. But I'm here with, for you because you wanted to talk about things, and uh, Randy, you know, he, he's he's got to do. Th what Randy does. 
Yes, also also in the husbandly and sonly uh, vein. So he didn't just fail because he uh, didn't want to be seen on screen with me, which I would understand. I do too. <clears throat> I understand. <laughs> Bruce is always stroking off. Oh, <laughs> that has that has multiple uh, potential meanings there. Oh, I can we can see your screen too. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, here's how this is set up. I have the the, the little engine that could over there. It's a i7 with 32 gigs of RAM from 2015. When I worked in the oil field, I got paid ten thousand no twelve thousand dollars to to clear my overtime that they owed me. And so oh, I bought boy. that. I yeah. Bought that. Yeah. That, that. And then here's the the big TV that helps me because my eyes suck. <laughs> Yeah, I'm planning on doing that as well. Um, got an HDMI cable, and it doubles your screen output. But being that I have this, and you can see this is from my perspective right here. Food, beer, beverage, screen, and I have a, a line directly to the chat. <clears throat> Boy, shaky screen, dude. You're going to give me a headache. Sorry. Shaky cam. Shaky cam. I've never... Oh, it's cool. It's cool. It's it reminds me though of the, the kind of movies that I despise, and that's the, the found footage sorts of uh, movies where they have the shaky cam, shaky cam, all the movies, shaky cam. I'll do this one last time. Here's what we've done since the start of September. Harambi, the uh, dinosaur in the background, angry ogre, low pan, and uh Kurt Russell's character, uh, Jack Jack uh, Burton. Jack Burton, yeah. And then we got the the strange sewer monster there. Some little demon coming out of the ground from Mantic Games. Uh, the two sword spiders are off of a friend's uh, Thingiverse account. Do they have there. the eyeball eyeball monster there? The Which familiar. One? Well, Lopan's familiar was a, a oh, kind of a okay. behold, uh, like a mini beholder. Don't get don't get Too late. Oh, there you go. That's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, there's there's three of those eyeball characters. How much did that set cost you? Uh, Big Trouble Little China should be about a hundred dollars at uh, a better retailer. It's 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 a craft game. It, it it is a game that you you buy that and you know that you're a board game addict. This character's got a Rottweiler fig that's a really good hound size, a large size creature. Then you have these two Whiz Kids Frost Giants, which I think those are the last Whiz Kids products I bought. Ah. Well, I probably won't get any of their stuff unless it's on eBay. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to buy anything of theirs anymore. Not brand new. Yeah, not from them. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, we are, we, do, we are of the don't give money to people who hate you. Yeah. And they're full of the people who hate us. So, well... Full of maybe not, but definitely the ones that they have that do hate us are vocal enough about it. I don't like Twitter. I don't like Tinder. I don't like any any web service starting with a T. Uh, <laughs> Tumblr. All, all those, it seems like they just get, they're easier to get kicked off of. I've had five accounts on Twitter. Yeah, I've, I've had one that I haven't been able to use. So I have been 
I I haven't used the word retard again, but it it hasn't really come up. So <laughs> it's possible that Big Geek Emporium's uh, Twitter might get uh, canceled. But he's all. It's also not up to the same uh, uh, followers. Um, Big Geek Empor- uh, biggest geekest branded uh, Twitter account had a little over five hundred followers, and I kind of you know for an old dude kind of worked hard to get it that way. Um, Which means got a little bump, got a little bit of the um, um, Elon Musk bump because I think I got about a hundred. Um, subs probably mostly bots when um elon musk first said hey i'm gonna i'm gonna buy this thing and all the twitter folks were like oh no oh no we can't be woke on here anymore and and they reversed engines did things differently for what was it a month a few weeks and um then when that deal fizzled it's gone all the way back to where it was before (laughs) it's funny you know, Twitter is a, an interesting bird because we found out just how many false accounts are on there, or how many AI accounts are on there. Well, people, um, people I can tell them. some of them. Go ahead. If I if I can tell I can tell some of them when they they um, like one one lady um, was following me. I followed her back, and it probably is a bot. Because she sent me, or the account sent me a DM, but it's full of spelling errors and whatnot. And the account only has like three followers, so it's probably it's probably a junk account. Yeah. Hey, L, uh, buy the product you want. Nothing will stop the megahertz anyway. Why deprive yourself to try to punish them? I'm not punishing them. There's absolutely no way my my dollars will my the lack of my dollars punishes them. Um. But I don't need their stuff. There's there's plenty of people out there, effing cool minis. Reaper still hasn't came out as completely woke yet, or even lightly woke. Effing cool minis is a thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll look that up. Yeah, they, go, they go, were keep going. Uh, they were allied with uh, Dungeon Crate and RPG Crate for a while. I don't know if they still are. I quit RPG Crate because I just was not impressed. I don't like Five E. I don't want to buy stuff if you're going to give me five E shit. Give me your Pathfinder and your three O overstock. I'll I'll take that all day, as long as the day is. I don't give a shit. I love right. that stuff. If, is it precisely effing cool minis, or is it the actual word? Uh, effing cool, not fucking F- cool. F- Sorry for N- swearing, guys. Fn cool minis. Dot com says it can't be reached. So let me see if I can find it. Oh, I'll put it in private chat if I find it. Okie dokie. That'd be cool. Yeah, I was just watching uh, a few um, kit bashing channels and their um, terrain crafters and mini painters. Uh, one is Black Magic Craft, and the other is Miniac. So, uh, Miniac seems to be one, a weirdo, so I'm probably not going to watch that a whole lot. But he paints really well, and it's mostly all right. But, um, but the Black Magic guy is a uh, Canadian, and uh, he makes some really cool-looking uh, terrain. He, he gives you a lot of cool advice on how to do it quickly and easily, though quickly and easily for him is, you know, five different techniques. So it's real easy. You just need this, 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 and this. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not necessarily easy for me, but I can see how 
it's it's easy from a point of view but still um it's uh it's a cool channel so black magic craft or crafting i am looking at black magic craft right now he does a lot of airbrushing and uh carving foam he has a a a, a version of professor dungeon master's giant round tile okay uh, and <laughs> That's lit. He 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 has lighting inside of it. So and he put hex he put hexes instead of squares, and the light shows up in between the hexes. It's pretty cool. I do like that. I gave you the link for Evan Coleman. Let's see here, private. Ah, uh, D. Control D. The ones I I, I like. Oh oh. E F F I N. Okay, not just F N. <laughs> My bad. No problem. No problem. Oh yeah, these are cool. I am going to share that with our crew. And I know um, a lot of folks have um, different names for the crew. Uh, they want to call them followers. I'd rather just say my friend group has extended exponentially um, based on this uh, internet project of ours. Uh, let's see here. Share. Hey, L, I don't have to really go out and buy things um, because I got dumb friends that buy me shit like this. <laughs> oh, I got it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was sharing. Okay. I got I got dumb friends that buy me shit like this. Like I don't mind a beholder, but I don't need a beholder. Oh. You know, and it's, it's worse because I got the wife and she buys me stuff like this because I want <laughs> my wife bought me Good. This. <laughs> this. This is from a now defunct website. Um can't remember the name of it at the, off the top of my head, but this is a flesh-eating amoeba. And if you look at it closely, it has a fork and a knife. <laughs> and she, it's kind of my spirit creature. So, yeah, cool stuff. Anyway, let me get that back. This thing back up. F and you don't cool. hear any problems from my my audio setup, do you? No, no. Okay. I wonder if I can share this out. If you guys don't see that, let, I just put the um, link in chat. It's over uh, here. I think I think I can do that, but I'm not sure. Uh, it, I've put it, uh, links in chats before as a user, and they don't show up. So anyway, F and Cool Miniatures. I would have to agree. These look cool. Now, are these... Um, Ones, yeah, these are ones you can buy as is. These aren't um, 3D models. No. 3D uh, files to, to uh, download. No, those are the, the miniatures you get. Okay. Let me, work. Oh, I can't just search. There it is. Wizard. This is, yeah, I got it. All right. Raven Folk looks like kind of uh, cool. Raven Folk. Oh. They don't have Come any wizards yet. No, that's fine. How about IGHTER? Let's see what they have for fighters. 
Okay. Well, they like the non-humans there. They do. Like raven folk, bear folk, old school goblin fighter. If Halberd. You can, whenever you're done looking for these, go back to that main page and check out that lich they have at the bottom. Yeah, Hierophant Lich. Oh. oh. That is cool. It's only seven bucks. Yeah, I know. Now this looks this looks like a digital mock-up or a digital uh -huh. file. It doesn't look like an actual photo. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a digital, digital image. That's they. I would imagine. I believe they print they, they that for you. Yeah, I think they 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 print their models. Wait, which is fine. It, it huh? says wait one point two ounces. Under additional information to the left. Oh, that's kind of that's kind of weighty, isn't it, for a plastic model? Not plastic. This isn't plastic. Metal. That's metal. They'll bring it metal. They don't do plastics. Every time I've got a nip and cool miniature, it's metal. Okay, so this while this is a digital correct uh, image, uh, what you get is metal. It's not three D printed. Yeah, everything they did through RPG Crate was metal. Because I mean, they have there are there is such thing as uh, metal three D printers, but uh, you wouldn't be able to sell that for ten bucks. <laughs> That's for sure. Mm. Not not from a metal printer. That, that's ex the, the printer itself is expensive, and um, I'll have I believe the, the materials are as well. I don't know that you can on do Friday night. I will sacrifice myself upon the altar of, of capitalism and buy the Hierophant Lich, and we will see how this comes, how it ships. Because I'm very interested in that. You, you have a Hierophant Lich, I want it. So will you be able to tell if it's printed or if it's um, molded? Yes. Should be able to. Comes from a mold? Yeah, usually most of their stuff comes from a mold. Yeah, because a mold, uh, if it's 3D printed, you'll be able to see the lines. You might be able to see lines, even faintly, uh, horizontally. But with uh, the molds... It's usually a vertical uh, line. A vertical line on one side or both sides. Yeah, so might be able to tell. Pat, demo, you and me both. Yeah. Some, uh, you know... I'm uh, a little, I'm on the, not on the fence, but so I'm of two minds with a company coming out woke. I kind of would rather know, but yes. if they just keep their mouth shut, then I'm fine with that too, because uh, um, if they are, but don't care to make that part of their brand, I respect that. Um, and most people in a, the creative world are probably are uh, liberal on some uh, on some level, like sixty percent uh, to 40. something like that. But if they don't make it part of their brand, I don't care. Because if they don't, it kind of tells you something about them. That they, like they, yeah. There's a creator on Ten Cars Tavern, the Discord, that I don't like him on a cellular level. But I'll tell you that his products he's released are amazing he does really good products like i i've told him like if you would shut the hell up on your social media you'd have more sales and less drama i'm not telling you that because i'm diametrically opposed to you 
I'm telling you that because people don't care. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> no. The only reason any of us say anything is because the other side is saying th- saying stuff. We're like, shut the hell up. Let us just play. Or, and I'm not in the you, you've taken my hobby from me crowd because I still play and that's not a problem. It's more of um, the ridiculousness of the whole thing and the moving people into the being activist players, which is so weird. Why should anybody care what somebody else is, is doing at their table? As long as, I mean, you shouldn't care at all. What are you no, doing at your table? Um, I mean, unless you're interested in joining the table, then you find out. And if they do things that you don't care for, then you go find a different table. I mean, I, that seems very simple. So, in all of this, in the vein of all of this, um, what I asked, um, um, what I asked your, Bruce what to talk your, about, what was your main topic today? Okay, so we started out topic talking about White Plume Mountain. Um, because I promised we would talk about White Plume Mountain, and then Randy bailed, which meant we couldn't necessarily, but um, I decided to do a quick review of the old-school White Plume Mountain S2, and um, um, so Randy's got more, um, probably two or three of the more modern versions he wants to talk about, and then we're going to compare notes. I'm going to entertain from White Plume Mountain, no offense, I've only played it as a player. Mm-hmm. I've not read it as a DM. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that the DM that I had did not run it to my specifications. Oh. we, You know, I mean, sometimes you find a table where you like the players, but you hate the DM. And everybody's had this happen, where they they find a good group of people that have the same schedule, but then the DM running the game, you just can't wait for his schedule to change. Oh, <laughs> And give them to somebody else who deserves a good table. Right. And that was kind of how I felt with that. He did run he did run the tower, the ghost tower of Inverness fairly okay. Like a, a three star dungeon out of five. I wouldn't say that he was a good DM. I would never ah. say I would never mistake him for a good DM. He was a DM that was one, he didn't communicate, so he was late getting to the ju- to the to the site. When you get there, he expected us to unpack him. What? He expected us to carry his bags in. You know, my uh, Randy did that to us when we were kids. We had he had a big box, okay, and of stuff, and the youngest person in the group would have to carry it. But you know, we were teenagers. You do that stuff when you're teenagers. You know, mm-hmm. you uh, pick on the youngest one, whatever. But yeah. you know, we don't do that now. We don't do that. We never did that as an adult. That's kind of weird. That it was very weird, and I I didn't like having to figure out which bag he had his DMG in. I I just thought you need to plan better. And then whenever I said that, it came down to a confrontation. And I said, "You're always late. You tell us to be here at one o'clock. We get here at one o'clock. You haven't paid for the room, which we had to pay five dollars for the room for the day." Not a bad deal. Five dollars in two thousand was still barely over minimum wage. And we would all chip in, we'd all pay for it. And then 
he would come in and pay nothing, expect us to give him drinks, you know, Coca-Cola, bottled water, whatever. Oh, yeah. This is before this is before the era of the paid DM like we have now online. Mm -hmm. But he was like like the progenitor. He wanted to be a Donna. I mean, I heard of people doing that before they were doing it online, and I thought it was kind of kind of weird. I mean, okay, so if he had given you five-star dungeons, one after the other, Mm -hmm. would you have felt as bad about doing, like, the other stuff? No, I wouldn't. If if he was a DM that was worth his salt, and once he got him, once we got him squared away, he could have been ambulatory or he could have been in a wheelchair. If he had been in a wheelchair, I could understand, help him out. Right. But he wasn't in a wheelchair. He... He was just one of these fat state workers in Springfield, Illinois, that expected everybody else to do stuff for him because he was a, a reservist in the army at an E four level, and he expected people to kiss his butt. I'm like, E four? Are you E4? kidding me? Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> as long as you breathe, you breathe, you can make E four. That that's that's the thing. It was the 1990s <laughs> when he got promoted to it. And now it was 2002. And that, that came to a head. I, I just got tired of, of carting his stuff in. I said, you know, we have a hard time getting you to stay on topic. You go run up to the counter and talk to people about various products you're getting ready to buy. You dissuade them from buying stuff you don't like. You should be back here running the game for us. We paid for the fucking room. Holy crap. And yeah, it, you should have probably just invited him to leave and, and, and promote somebody else to the DM. That that was how I got my role. So Ah, there you go. I didn't mean to do that, but it worked out for the better because later on I did buy a lot of miniatures and, and stuff and games I wanted to run. But he was he was very lazy and he wanted to, he expected people to, to cater to him. And now I guess he's complaining about things and he's in a wheelchair or got crutches. He, he says he's not ambulatory, which I, I just don't care. Right. It's 20 years later and can't help you. So. Well. He sounds like he was good at burning bridges. He he did a really good job of that Clint Eastwood movie where they torpedoed one, really, where they, they just blew the shit out of that bridge. <laughs> I, I mean, anyway, I, I don't want to go too deep into that, but you want to talk about White Plume Mountain, you can talk about that. I'll sit here and nod politely like your co-host, but I'm not going to comment as my, my particular experience, I'm not going to weigh against what they've typed or what other people have had at their table. Right. Well, we've already gone over um, White Plume Mountain. I did that initially. I will tell you, I'll give you a brief synopsis. Good old school module that played up all of the old school strengths. Dangerous. Got to be careful. Um, plenty of room to expand. Enough there for a, uh, an experienced DM to grab hold of. Not big on story like subsequent ages of the game had. So, synopsis. Er- Errol, Errol Otis has art in it. So, it's also, that also has, that's also a, um, an added benefit. And then we talked about some updates for um, the Geek Emporium. Showed some pictures off. Updates? Wait, what are the updates? Well, it's essentially I just showed some uh, uh, imagery 
of the um, upcoming design that the devs that I hired are working on. So, um, beautiful. Right. Um, hope I'm still working on getting print on demand working. Uh, I'm optimistic that we can get it done by Friday, which is the end of the month, but it's possible to get pushed out another week. So that's unfortunate, but that's life. Um, the third thing, and primarily what I wanted you on for is, and I'm pretty sure that you are aware of this particular YouTuber, uh, uh -oh. Gamers on Games. No, actually. No. Oh, let's see here. You want to do a reaction video? Well, I'm not sure if I want to do a reaction video specifically, but we could. Let me see if I can pull them up on YouTube. Basically, he had a rant, kind of, about old OSR. It's um, OSR is um, killing itself. Hmm. Let and me guess. He really likes 5e. Probably. I didn't get too far into it because he used the the, the terminology that is just, you know, it, it it's red flags the whole time. Uh, old white guys, uh, problematic, uh, ableist. I mean, he uses all the buzzwords. So I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not Elf? sure. Is his name Dave? It might, might be. Elf says uh, Dave, the OSR is dying guy. He's a, on the TSR hit list with Tingar. Ooh. TSR hit list? Yep. I've never heard of the TSR hit list, but I mean. No, I'm, I don't we, know. We could, we could just say it's a Deadpool because I don't know of any young people that want to be involved with TSR 3. Right. And you know, YouTube's search engine blows because I put Gamers on Games in it, and that's the name of his channel. Let's see if it shows up. On there. there we go. I had to connect it all. All right. He's a smug dude. Uh, let's see... I can find it. He looks kind of young, but not really. He's probably forty. Yeah, mid mid thirties to forty. It's hard to tell. Um, let me find the video. Yeah, here we go. No, 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 no. That's not it. Because so what it is is he then he made a follow up like short on on YouTube saying that he stoked some outrage, which I'm not sure I'm not sure if outrage is um, the right word. It's more like finger pointing and laughing less than um, and much less than uh, um, uh, much much less than outrage. so, uh, I think it's just people pointing their fingers at him and saying, oh, you're stupid. All right, let's uh, get this Sherry thing going again. He, he plays World of Warships. I mean, he he's not a, an absolute waste. He might be a two-star person. <laughs> uh, let's get past the ad. Okay. 
Yes, I'm cheering. Let me go back to the beginning. And, no, oh, he has 3,000 subscribers. No, I mean, that's the drop in the bucket for a lot of the people in this hobby. I My 1,000 looks like nothing, you know. Right, right. <clears throat> I can't hear him. You can't. Oh, you know what? It's because this whole system, their their system here is kind of dumb. Okay, let me stop. Share. 3,000 subs, 20 views per video, says L. Uh, L's got a bunch of stuff here. I'm going to read it while you're doing that. Ian World has a new TSR hater file leaked on screenshots. Tinkard did a video Uh, on it called UTSR Insider. Something from July, Bruce. It says Luke Tinkar and Ernie Gygax are all woke. Well, I mean, I don't think Tinkar is completely woke. I think he's just kind of like a New York guy, which means he's probably going to vote Democrat no matter what happens during the election. Well, it, it's it's something that would uh, be what he has done all his life being a police yeah. officer. Yeah, he was, a, he was a police officer. So, of course, he's going to probably vote for the union. Right. That's weird. Three thousand subs and twenty views per video. We get a lot more views. Yeah, I, I get like eighty after a week of a video. A live stream gets over a hundred atypically. Yeah, I was telling the folks here that my our last uh, our last episode got almost two hundred fifty. So here's here's the funny thing. You're gonna hate me saying this. You are woefully undersubbed. You, oh, I think so. You no 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 your talent with Randy is amazing. The two of you guys are like a gamer street cred radio show that should be heard every radio every afternoon when you go home from work. <clears throat> oh well, it would be nice if we had more, but uh, I think the lacking is more in my ability to wrangle the. Um, the algorithm. the algorithm and um it's just in time yeah and, and but, give it time you're gonna have ten thousand views you're gonna have ten thousand subscribers you're gonna you're gonna actually be monetized and making money when you sleep because people people like our dear friend dm james or matt barninger will be like oh i missed a video let me give him thanks and throw money at you because those guys are literally the type of salt of the earth people that if they find your stuff great, you you do earn your your keep. And there's a lot more people like those two guys out there. I don't mean to call them out, but it, I mean that's just on my streams. I've noticed that I get money from those guys. I'm like, you don't have to give me money, guys. I'm just going to give it to Wounded Warrior until like, okay, well, I guess I could throw this to my electric bill and have it take over that part of my paycheck. That'd be good. <laughs> hey, Flady, this Flady says this is the best live gaming show I've found. Thank you. Well, wow, awesome. And and, and that's I really appreciate that. that. I mean, Flady is honest. Your 250 views should be a standard from now on. It'll take you a while to get to that on an average basis, but you should be hitting that in 2023 because your work is really good. Oh, I appreciate that. 
All right. Let's uh let's listen to this guy and try not to giggle at his table. Okay, okay. I won't let make fun of his table, which is completely gay. <laughs> I mean, that really tells you all you need to know. Folks on our side of this, or folks that sympathize with us, will see that table. I will. And I will say, he has nothing of value to say. None. He's he not grasping at straws. He's using road signs to get attention and say, this is what I stand for because my content sucks. Right. I mean, I could put an American flag up here. I could put some other iconography up that will tell you about me. But uh, you can tell about me from just me talking. I don't need, I don't need, uh, this is, uh, and I know this is probably at this point trite, but it's a virtue signal. I'm one of the good guys. Don't hurt me. I'm Even though I'm a, a white dude, I like this thing here. This is this is my allegiance. Anyway. Ernie Gygax. Um, no. Uh, uh, hey, everyone. It's Dave for Gamers on Games. Uh, this is going to be a quick off-the-cuff video. Uh, so, recently, I have been promoting the hashtag DropDaveCon due to DaveCon's insistence on uh, promoting Ernie Gygax uh, Jr. as their special guest despite his connection to Justin Asa, despite his connection to Dave Johnson, despite uh, his connected to Michael Yak. All of it. Not to mention his own rhetoric, which is beyond bigoted. Who are those people? He's talked about a lot of people that are involved with new TSR. Okay, so why should anybody care much about new TSR? Nobody are, who cares about spending money on product, on quality product, cares about new TSR. Anybody talking about new TSR is 90% not going to buy their product. Because, you know, when that whole thing came out, Lanasa had his, they had this big kerfuffle and everything. I just decided that whole segment of our hobby wasn't worth paying attention to because, I mean, do they have anything worth buying? Are they going to have anything worth buying? I, I don't know any of that. I mean, Giant Lands, can't, did, did it actually come out already? Giant yeah, it Lands. did. It, it it came it came out and it made no splash, nope. Right, I think it got a lot of. Uh, I think I heard a little bit of positive, but lots of meh. Mark Mark's genre mixer hits my point almost exactly. Like we can get upset about other people playing the game wrong, but Mark says, "What do you guys think it will take so we can focus our energies on playing?" Great games. I'm so sick of being made to feel bad about the games I played as a child, as a 10-year-old kid. Back um, in the early 80s, yeah. Th th there's nothing wrong with those games you played, first off. So if anybody's trying to kick sand in your face about this, you need to stand tall and accept the fact that back in the 80s, we did not have the mindsets of 2022. The people that are saying these things are using present Tim. Presentism, presentism on you 
and there's no need for you to value a word they say. There's none. And they're using presentism with stupid values. Yes. Because um, back in the 80s, we all valued each other as individuals. But now we have to value a group and hold them up high instead of individuals that we find worth having around at our table. No matter what they looked like, we didn't care. We still don't care. Anyway, so what this guy is talking about is guilt by association. Mm-hmm. And he later goes on to say things about um, OSR is killing itself because of this kind of thing. Guilt by association. I'll be right back. And I've been talking to a number of people, and I've only got permission to quote one of them. But the one I'm going to quote um, really sums up what a lot of them are telling me. So we're talking about the future of the OSR, and especially in relation to um, the view of the OSR community. And it's interesting that the common consensus among the people I've talked to um, is the same, which is OSR is dying. It's dying, and it's dying very fast. And I can't disagree with that. It's aging out is what it is. And the fact that the headliners and biggest representatives of the OSR community are old, bigoted white men. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in this video, he goes on to mention some folks, right? And one of them is the Red Room. Okay. If, if folks here who are unfamiliar with the Red Room, they are two folks from Portugal. Portugal. Two They're not men people from Portugal. Yes. They're not white. They're not old, and they're not bigoted. They're not even conservative. So, no, they're not. I no. Mean, they're not nice people. That. They're good people. They they have um, they sell things that are racy by a lot of conservative standards, but not not awful. Just racy, uh, kind of clickbaity. Not not in a bad way. So it's exploitation uh, okay, 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 style. Okay. I want you to to iterate what you mean by clickbaity, but not like that. Because okay, that's what I'm getting ready to say. It's exploitation '70s movies, so with yeah. that kind of cover. So you have a woman with boobs, but the content isn't lewd, not really. So um, it's dealing with adult subject matter, but it's yes. uh, far and away not lewd, and so. Clickbaity in that way, so it, it draws your attention, but gives you substantive um, um, adventure material. So, uh, not not to offend uh, Red Room, but they they do they do use racy imagery, and they 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 that's what they do, and it's cool. That's the way seventies exploitation um, art sensibilities are. So you have a title that's kind of um, uh, exciting. You have um, curvy women. Um, there's maybe some violence or blood or a knife slashing or, or something like that. Or, and it, 
Gore. <laughs> yeah. Good gore. Sex and gore. So it's just, um, it's just, uh, but they're they're pointed out as being problematic and, because, and of course, they they're not right. They're not problematic. They're the nicest people you'll ever hear on the stream. Yeah. Oh, is not helping things because right now, if you say OSR to a lot of people. What they associate, especially with the recent proliferation of the Wizards of the Coast versus TSR uh, injunction coverage that has gone absolutely viral. Like every- No, I'm going to have to say no to that. Unless it's not something that I'm plugged into. There was a little bit at the very beginning. I mean, are, are, there was a little bit of, um, hey, they're suing each other kind of stuff going on. Not much. Do you think that was viral? I think he's exaggerating. He's exaggerating, first off. And second off, if it would have been really, if it would have been big, on the six or seven discords I listened to about the OSR, not even gaming, I focus on the OSR. I would have heard about it. But the only place it was being talked about was on TSR's TSR's Discord. Or Tenkar. Yeah, well, Tinkar only—he's reactionary, right? He—that's—that's that's all he does. He—he he just sits on his ass waiting for something to drop that he can make two hundred, three hundred views on, and then other than that, he just collects his check from the union. Oh, right. I'm retired, yay! And that's—that's Tinkar. What else is he gonna do? Right. I agree with Pat Demo, by the way. Dave sounds like a real wiener. I can't even say winner, ironically. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, problematic is just tips to talk for. We are not supposed to like it. Yeah. Well, L, I guess I'll have to link my reaction to this video for for uh, views for Mr. Joe here because I really want to react to this video so far. So I haven't watched that. I haven't watched 10 car in a long time. Um, through COVID, it was just hard to walk, listen to him whine about it all, all the time. Okay, L, I don't know if you had a seizure just now, but I see tabletop tap room hating on this yeast guy like a bully. And I know you're typing on the phone. I get it, but I need you. I need you to to restart that thought. Tabletop tap room is that a thing? I have no idea. Um. Yeah, hating on this guy. I can imagine. I I just feel, I feel um, apathy. Yeah, I mean he's not. He's not unique. No. So a tabletop tap room is a thing. All right, thank, thank you, Al. Okay. Never heard of it. Um, I think that this guy, because the reason he has three thousand views is he does some game content, actual game content. And he is in the crowd. So he's in the in uh, crowd, and they like him because he's in the in crowd. Because he says, he's, the in he, crowd. He says, oh, my God. Sorry. He, Sorry. He says things that are that everybody else says. I, I guarantee you he doesn't have any, any uh, sophisticated individual thoughts of his own. 
most likely. All right, let's keep going. Every website finally caught up to the rest of us and is now covering it. And now it's a case of if you talk about OSR stuff to somebody who either does not know or knows very little, the comic says, is, oh, yeah, that's the bigots. Really? <laughs> when I see this guy at a convention, I want somebody to videotape it or, or, or record it. I, I know I just dated myself. I want to bully this fucker. <laughs> I want to be kind of big for it and stuff him upside down in a garbage bin. A toilet. Yeah. That's he probably had. No, probably didn't. He probably has not had much adversity in his entire life. Never. Yeah, I mean, I'm not advocating violence, but this uh, kind of person kind of begs for it. Yeah, this is this type of fucker that just his existence in my world. It's you know, deal with it, fucker. You're you're gonna get. You make stupid hot takes. You're gonna get some really hot shit out of the kitchen. Yeah, he he um, he has a short up on. Uh, L said he did a short mocking the OSR responding to him. Right, he mocked them, uh, but. You know he's calling it out. Call? He's calling it outrage, and I, I think it's not outrage. I think it's just laughing, because yeah. he is he he is um, mediocrity. Yeah, that, that's that's all this is. This is a very tepid take. Right. It's not a lot. This is this is Garibay four months later. Right. I so, don't know who wants to be in that lane. Sorry. Right. Right. I don't. Yeah, it's very, very late. Hey, I'm going to say things that the mainstream will agree with 100%. <laughs> oh, you're so punk rock. Let me give you all my Reddit gold. Yeah. And this is something that's following them around. And I'm not saying everybody in the OSR is a bigot, but unfortunately, there's enough bigots and bigot enablers that it is now the OSR brand. You really, the problem with folks uh, like him is they just use words. They don't really define them. And they just heap all the baggage associated with those words on the people that they're using those words on. There are bigots. What do you mean by bigot? As far as what? What did they do to to, uh, deserve that term? And what they're doing is they're just, they're just throwing a label around without any, I mean, any proof or any evidence it's just they're bigots and they're my, there's bigots this is bigotry itself right here what this guy is doing yeah with his hot cocoa this isn't just new t- sorry no with his hot cocoa and his flag table i mean he looks super edgy there yeah. i'm sure i'm looking for the ukrainian flag when where's his mask he needs like three or four masks on because i I don't think he really believes Fauci, but go ahead. I bet. TSR. This is also the prominence of edgelords like uh, Avenger. This is also edgelords like Red Room. And the list goes on and on. And Evil DM, because he's got his, his issues. But it goes on and on and on. And this is creating. You can call him a bigot. According to Mr. Max Boivin, I call him a big gay. 
Yeah, you know, the Red Room. Uh, he just called them Edge Lords. Yeah. I, it's just, it's ridiculous. All right. I think we've seen enough, probably more than I need to. I, I'm good. How's your Mud Sword uh, demo coming along? Or uh, what, anything else? But watch this guy and him try to run down anybody with an independent thought. Because right now, guarantee he's he's testing the one D and D Unearthed Arcana rules. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And you know. I don't care if he plays 5e and I don't care if he is on board with uh, the Rainbow Mafia. The problem isn't that he um, has certain beliefs. The problem is him throwing around the B word on on people he probably has never met, has never talked to. He's probably only uh, heard other people talk about them. and He's just on a bandwagon. Yeah, all these people are problematic. Do you know anything about them? No. I mean, he probably knows that uh, that Avenger released his uh, anti-abortion uh, themed adventure, and because it's anti-abortion, it's uh, it's um, problematic. So uh, because we, you know, it's it's a right, whatever. Um, and he probably knows that the Red Room has few boundaries when it comes to stereotypes. They engage in all the stereotypes. That's the the uh, 70s exploitation angle. It's just they, they're all engaged, the 70s stereotypes of people in general. And, you know, they're stereotypes. Who cares? And it's, it's, it's fiction. It's a gaming fiction. Who cares? But that's what he knows. He's never talked to any of them. Guaranteed. No. And that's one thing I do on a regular basis. I have to engage with these people because I do like Tinkar. I mean, he's not my favorite person in the world, but I empathize with him because I was going to be a cop for a while. Mm. And yeah, I boy, that was a stupid Bruce. But, um, you know, I, I when I find out he had re- he retired out of NYC, and I'm like, dude, let me show you my, my transcripts or let me show you something that, you know, Will give you verification as to what I did and what I was going through, and I almost jumped into that career, but I was told because I'm white and male in 2006, I couldn't get the job. Here's your hiring list, Mr. Bruce. Never got the call. Waited for over two years. <clears throat> so, whatever you know, and he we, we, uh, we talk about you know his his career field and what he did a lot in private, but he's not a bad guy. It's just that he's never going to change what he does on election day. He will always vote for the D because that's what he did for the 30 years he was involved and he did retire with a sergeant. So I'm happy, you know, and he's, he's not a bad guy, but the rest of his discord is really 70, 30 split people that do not think like me versus people that don't care. Right. And that's, that's kind of where this is. It's not a me versus them or us versus them. It's people that are on a bandwagon versus anybody who doesn't tow their line. And that's what this schlup is is advocating. 
Right. And I feel sorry for people that think this guy has got an original thought. It's really odd. Um, being a liberal back in the day meant you um, accepted that lots of people had different ways of, of thinking and that you uh, weren't interested in controlling what they thought. But now uh, you can say leftist Any, any in any event. This fellow um, can't really deal with people that think differently. And I tell you what, even Avenger, I don't know if I would call him necessarily a conservative, but he has some traditional um, points of view and some not so traditional. Um, and I imagine that's pretty much the same way with the folks over at Red Room. Yeah. You know, they they have some traditional mindsets, though they're not necessarily conservative by American uh, standards. And um, I mean, they're against fascism, uh, actual fascism, like uh, Mussolini-style fascism, not the, if I disagree with you, you're a fascist fascism. Uh, so they're against that. Yeah, Avenger, modernist, yeah, I probably. But he, he does have some traditional points of view, like family is important. Um, husband, wife, children, uh, the traditional family structure is important. Um, and I believe that it is important. But if you don't, I'm not going to browbeat you about it or think that you're a bigot. Not, <laughs> I'll just say not my well, place. No, no. And when you listen to him, yes, Avenger, yes. Super nice and gracious. I mean, he might have his opinions about the woke woke crowd, and he he's not um, scared to say what those opinions are, I don't think. But hold on, anyway. wait, let me see. <laughs> Mussolini is in heaven. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Most people who use the word fascist these days don't even know who Mussolini is. So, right. And that, that word also gets leveled at many of us. Oh, you're a fascist? No, not really. So, yeah. So that's, I, I was hoping I could get somebody to react with me on this, um, this uh, poor person's ch uh, video. Um, I wonder how I'm going to bring that back up, but not to share. I was just going to check something out. Um, I wonder... Oh, it's a pretty healthy amount of views on this particular um, video. Uh, 865. I mean, as a function of his viewership, it's not that great, but I know that um, most people don't get the your subscriber count and your view count are often very different. Yes. <laughs> just the nature of how this works i'm sure many of the subscribers we have on here aren't real people even though we have a small subscriber count compared to a lot of others and the thing is your reach is really different though because you'll put out a video and then a day or two later it gets shared around all the social media that people you know i mean it'll be on me we It'll be in minds. People will talk about it on Gab, probably. And 
people will flock to this because it's typically the Joe and Randy show. And for those who want to know where Randy is, Randy's helping out his wife and, and kids today. So I kind of volunteered and stepped in. And I appreciate yeah. Joe doing that for me. Oh, no problem. I appreciate you stepping in. Yeah, L, and this is a, a hard to swallow pill that most people will cry and scream about. Um, fascism, integration of state and commerce, ergo the USA. You can't be more right about that. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. We've had a soft coup. We have been taken over without them firing a shot. Yeah, it's happened over many decades. It's been like this for a while. It's just more evident right now because of the Internet and other things. Um, this is interesting. Mr. Max Boivin, it's official Catholic doctrine about Mussolini in heaven. He made an apparition. I'm not sure what that is within the Catholic doctrine. I know an apparition is a ghost in car common parlance. Um, he spent time in purgatory but made it to heaven. I don't know how that could possibly be the case, considering... Maybe there was a mass shared phantasm? Maybe. I mean... Okay, so... Mr. Um, Boyman is not a, a stateside guy, so... I mean, if it wasn't cool for the United States to hear, we wouldn't hear it because our media only picks up things that are approved by our state. But in other countries, you hear things and you wouldn't hear them in states. So it's very possible that that came across the wire. Right. So I'm wondering, so if he made a deathbed bed confession or confession before he died, whether it's deathbed or not, and it was heartfelt and he actually made a good confession that's a possibility but uh if not i don't see how that's possible but i'm not a catholic um i'm uh i don't know a non-denominational type of christian um so i know that's fighting words with a lot of catholics but yeah. we we believe different things so it would be interesting to figure out or find out how what we mean by apparition and how it is possible apart from a confession and a and a heartfelt uh, repentance how uh, Mussolini could possibly uh, be in heaven anyway. it'll be interesting to see how all that worked out in my hereafter whenever I hit that Flady said something that I really liked if you want to read that, for, that Joe. for me the spark of this channel is the clean honest opinions the lightheartedness uh Good details for the game, topic coverage, the non-yelling, preaching, or demanding, and good interactive chat. Well, I appreciate that. That's cool. That's why. Yeah, Mussolini. Mussolini is dead, and that's good. That's good for the entire planet. <laughs> yeah, as a former, as a, a former uh, individual who had differing opinions, uh, I, I must say that now, after I've had some time to think about things, yeah. Mussolini's passing, good thing. Real good yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely better for everybody. Oh, well, that's entirely possible. Uh, maybe not all you heard of Mussolini is true. That's possible. But uh, if even the half of it is true, I don't see it. it I mean, siding with... Uh, Hitler, um, I mean, that's common knowledge. I'm, I don't think that's not true. But, uh, yeah. I am not, it is not for me to say where he, he is at at the moment, except that he is not here. 
What I liked was that after everything started to change in Italy, the Italians that were the majority of the United States armed forces during World War II were going ashore in places like Palermo or Roma. They were going, getting there, getting their hand, their feet on the motherland. And the Italians that were there were asking them, where are you from? Where, uh, what's your family name? What, what's, where, you know, where were they at? And then they would start sharing information. And the United States, for the most part, almost had a blemish-free record going through Italy in the latter half of World War II. The biggest problem we had in the United States was, God bless him, but terrible Terry Allen, I believe a one-star general, he said, uh, fight much and drink twice as hard. So they went to every little mom-and-pop alcohol shop or vino, and they just ransacked the hell out of it on their trek northward into uh, other other countries. And that's that's kind of like the, the one big mistake I saw when I read about the, the conquest of Italy during World War II. Right. Sorry, I, I know that, that's a tangent you probably were not expecting, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm not... Uh, world history isn't my uh, bag. So uh, look at the world today and ask yourself, would speaking German be that bad? That's probably, I think not. But, (laughs) well, the thing is, the EU is probably looking at trying to make that happen again. So we'll see. I mean, uh, albeit a bit more peacefully, all they need to do is actually have an army to completely uh, be be kind of the Fourth Reich, in my opinion. Yeah, Calvinani hits it right. It was almost our official language from the beginning of the of the nation. We oh sure, there were lots of Germans here. Yeah, yeah, and we they only lost by like one or two votes. You know, what are we going to use, English or, or German? So I mean, I think the initial settlers were all from the UK. You know, Britain. Uh, it, it, you know, the original colonies were primarily British. But we did get a huge influx of German folks and um, Irish, too. I like what Elle says at 2031. Would it be wrong for us to start back the House Un-American Act and start going through Congress? Yeah, because that's an overreach of power by the, you know, it was an overreach of power. It might, you know, sometimes using a stick isn't a bad idea, but... um, um, and uh, what's it, who's it, what was his name? Um, McCarthy was yes. not wrong in what he said about the fact that there were communists all through the government. And he was not wrong. Yeah. But uh, the blacklists and the uh, heavy handedness of the government and making sure people didn't have jobs and stuff like that was probably not great. You know, I as much as people don't like Senator Joe McCarthy, I, I'm going to say... I I liked him. And I know that's, you know, very reactionary because he's just a, a mirror to the other side. But I I really would rather have the thought processes like what McCarthy had versus what we have now. Yeah. Well, it would it wouldn't be bad to dial back to that era. It still wouldn't be great, but it would be a lot better. Uh, Government-wise, they were much smaller, but um, I'm I'm one for almost uh, 
if not total a total lack of the federal government. But that's me. Um, and and you, here? Uh, just just to let you know, Joe's employed by the USG. Mm-hmm. He said well, that post office. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the thing though is that like you're you're part of the 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 monster the monster, but like you can see the problem and you're within the forest. You can tell where the trees are at. You're like, this is this is not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's, well, that's how badly we regressed. At least the post office is sanctioned by the Constitution. Most of the government that we have now is not. So, um, Dorothy X says America technically has no official language, and still not sure how that works. We're not. We're not. There's no reason to have an official language. Um, we actually do, though, because all the laws are written in English. Sure, sure. So it's unwritten that it's an official language, but we operate with one. It's just not official. So. Yeah, um, the feds aren't supposed to mess around with stuff like that. So if, let's say, uh, California, they wanted uh, Chinese to be their official language, they could do that. Uh, Michigan, where I live, they could have Swahili be their official language if they really wanted to. Um, But the feds, they have no say over that. Anyway, this is not a political channel. Sorry, Um, I did not mean to steer it there. Because I'm huh. the majority of the, the hand that did that. I apologize, Joe. I, I can I can get down with that somewhat, uh, though. At the moment, we are over two hours, and I am starting to turn into a pumpkin. Uh, Yikes. So um, I'm old dude, and I need my rest. Well, so I really appreciate, um, Bruce. Why don't you shout yourself out and uh, let people know where they can follow you at? And that is a very handsome mustache uh, goatee combo you have going on there, sir. Thank you. It, all, you just you need a tiny bit costume-wise, and you're a Colonel Sanders. Ringer for Colonel Sanders. I've heard this in four <laughs> hours a lot. So I think I might have to just get a nice white coat. My name is Bruce. And I have a channel. It's been around for a few years, longer than this channel. And I'm not trying to hold that up as any sort of thing. It took me a long time to get over a thousand quote-unquote subscribers, which I think a lot of them are bots. But I talk about gaming quite a bit. Occasionally our streams go into political items or in items that are of a more sensitive nature. My channel's not for children, so don't let your kids subscribe to me as much as you might think that'd be a good idea. Oh, we'll help his numbers. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I have a sponsor. I have uh, actually a couple of sponsors that are involved with coffee, and uh, we'll talk about that later. But I do want people to play the game that they want to play. And I don't care what you hear from other people. If you want to play a game that just has six stats as they fall, and you rolled three die six to generate them. And that's the game you want to play. It, the rest of the rules are in a handwritten tra- trapper keeper and your table's good with it. You, my friend, have found the secret of life. And for the rest of us that have books and books and libraries and volumes of rules that we bought instead of making our own game. Well, you know, that's fine for us too. But play the game you want with the people you enjoy don't listen to the people that detract from your table because in the end, it's only your table. That's going to be the true judge of, did we have a good day? Did we have a good gathering? 
I think my name is Bruce and I thank you. Thank you for showing up. Um, Bruce Lombardo of Dick's Division, YouTube channel, Media Empire to be. <laughs> Painter extraordinaire. Um, thank you for showing up here at Biggest Geekus. Uh, you can find us here on this YouTube channel every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Eastern. Eastern. That's Eastern. avocado time. Avocado time? Yes. Is that uh, Texas? California. California. Yeah, not avocado time. It's Eastern. Um, I always mix up um, uh, Eastern Standard and uh, Daylight. I just say I just say Eastern, and that should be good enough. Please. So you can find us here. I'm on. Uh, we are on uh, the Twitters at Big Geek Emporium. That covers this YouTube um, channel when we let people know we're getting ready to have a stream, and it covers the Big Geek Emporium where you can go and get some PDFs for your gaming pleasure. We also have a couple of uh, um, 3D printer. Um, files you can download for different uh, purposes uh, for gaming. One is a dice roller and one is a dice and uh, figure box for, for you to, to uh, take to your game. So we have I both of those. I can't wait for you to get a die tower. A die tower. A die tower STL, the, the dice tower file. There's one. There's a dice tower there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Go over to the <laughs> Emporium, guys. Listen, people will say things that are like, well, I voice support for these people, or I give support to these people. Support people with your dollars. Joe and Randy have been doing their best to make a quality gaming channel for years. They've been friends for decades, and it shows with their friendship they have. And if you appreciate the type of game and the type of channel they run, you could probably do nothing more significant in a small way than just checking out Big Geek Emporium and looking at the many files that you could download at your perusal. I do recommend it. I'm, I've bought quite a few things from there so far, and I've got to say that I'm really happy with my purchases. More so, they've been improving their site as time goes on, and I think everybody that's in this channel that loves this chat, you guys should check it out. If you have not already, please go to biggeekemporium.com. Thank you there, Mr. Bruce. Um, so big plug. If And again, go over to Bruce's channel, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bruce Lombardo of Dick's Division. Give him a subscribe, some likes, and, and all that stuff. Uh, head over. And, and if you haven't yet subscribed here, I should do this. Subscribe. I should do that. Yeah, subscribe, yeah, subscribe here. And... Um, yeah, so do all that stuff. Hit the thumbs up. Give us a like and give us some commentary. If you have any suggestions for topics, that would be great. We'd love to hear them. I want so, to hear you and and Randy talk about Mudsword and what your game is. Well, it's, uh, in, it's up in the air. It's in flux right now. What we want to do, what we want to do is have a game that... Uh, in, is inspired by the old school, but not necessarily bound by old school rules. So, you know, look and feel, but maybe different, some different rules. We like rolling d20s, but uh, apart from that, it might might look a lot different from um, 
the game. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Headmaster. Have you played the fifth edition of this? I have that book. Okay. I love it. I do. It won't work for my table. I hate to say that. Right. But I think you understand why. Well, it's certainly not Pathfinder. That's mainly the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am going to grab that, that initiative system, though, and bring that into the game that I'm writing because that initiative system is great. And I know you guys might not be aware of this, but there are initiative systems out there that are not round by round. Uh, they're more of the uh, fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy timer situation where yeah. certain actions or spells cost you less time than what the other things do. So mm -hmm. that's why I want to do that. But I'll go ahead and let you close out the channel. I don't want you to pumpkin on stream. I don't need to hear you snore, sir. Yeah. I mean, um, the last several shows, I know I probably showed my tiredness. And I apologize for that, but uh, I can't help it. <laughs> I'm, I get tired. Anyway, I didn't have to work today, so that's why I'm a little bit more fresh. <laughs> that's why he's bushy-tailed and bright-eyed. Yeah. All right. So that being said, this is Joe. My name is Bruce. And if you can't be geeks, geeks like, if you can't be big like us, then be geeks like us. Like us. Mm -hmm.